Welcome everybody to the week 14 of the NFL. It's the December 5 edition of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport NFL show. I'm G-Man. That there's T-Money. We're here to break down the NFL with you and get you ready for week 14. Can you believe it? Week 14 T-Money starts with the Steelers hosting the Patriots on Thursday night. 30 point over under total, man. Ugh, it's going to be the most disgusting game of bad <laughs> offense. Jesus. Not to mention Kenny Pickett's out, which makes an already horrible offense even worse. Now Mitch Trubisky's in there. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to watch. I don't know if I will watch. We'll see. It's going to be a horrible game. Oh, my game. God. We'll watch because we love <laughs> NFL, man. That's why we're here. We yeah, we'll watch. <laughs> hey, there's seven games in the early window on Sunday, four in the late afternoon games you know in that late afternoon game we got the big one 49ers and philly going at it or sorry philly and dallas are going at it uh sunday night that's right sunday night is the phillies in dallas so we're looking forward to that who's the number one seed in the nfc potentially or can they you know unseat the 49ers and then on monday night football team money it's a dolphin party favored big over the titans and we wrap up week 14 in that way but let's talk about a team i didn't even mention right there that was supposed to be ahead of it all the chiefs in the afc we started off talking about the afc was the league and the nfc was you know not as good as the afc and it's kind of shifting and the chiefs have fallen back they fall to the packers they're still two games up in that afc west team money but they may be going on the road for the playoffs and what do you think about Chiefs fans? Should they start panicking if they lose to the Bills this week? For sure. It's time to panic. Uh, I think it's already kind of time to panic. This team has lost three out of their last five. That's a big deal for a team like the yeah. Chiefs who have Super Bowl aspirations right now. And you lose right. to Buffalo and you drop to eight and five. You know, and luckily Denver just dropped back. If they had beaten Houston, this could have been a division question, which would have been crazy to even think about. Um, but yeah, this team need as Patrick Mahomes is close to the AFC Championship every single year of his career. He's never been on the road in the yeah. playoffs, which is crazy. Isn't that crazy, I know, crazy stat. Um, but look, the last few weeks, I can get losing to Philadelphia. But losing to Denver and losing to Green Bay is kind of weird and shaky. Their offense kind of got it together versus the Raiders. But now you're looking at that and it's like, hey, that's the Raiders. You know, whatever. Everyone's going to go off versus the Raiders. I think the biggest thing for me in panic mode is, yes, this team did this last year with subpar receivers. But they had an all-time tight end in Travis Kelsey. And I'm not blaming Taylor Swift. I know that's the headline everyone wants for clickbait. But the guy just doesn't look the same. He's not distracted mentally. He's not, you know, he just he's 34. He's going on 35 years old. He's getting old. Tight ends bang more than, you know, wide receivers do. And so, look, unfortunately, this guy is a B-plus instead of an A-plus this year. And now, yes, their entire receiving core is taking a beating because of that. If he was this elite all-timer like he has been consistently, I think the offense would be able to do a little bit more. Right now, Travis Kelsey is really the one that I think has set this team back. 
Yeah, well, that's a good point. And I told our audience weeks ago that he was distracted by T Swift. He's not distracted. He's distracted. By Taylor Swift. He's distracted by Taylor Swift. He He's has not. not been the same. The guy's getting soft, man. He's getting soft like we all do. We all get a girl and then we cater to our girl or make sure our girl's all taken care of and we all get soft, T-Money. You're getting okay. soft too. You're, you're getting married next year. You're going to get soft. You know, we all get soft, T-Money. And now Kelsey's getting soft. Plus he's doing a lot of gigs, man. He's trying to do some gigs. He is. Name out there. I've seen stuff going. The guy's distracted, bro. I'm telling you, man. And number two, those wide receivers – why did they bring in MVS? I could have told you MVS to drop balls. I saw him drop balls forever at Green Bay. And they, they won MVS. last year with him. They bring MVS down to shoot down the field. That guy's going to drop the ball 50% of the time down the field. Look, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey didn't start dating until midseason, okay? In the first three games of the year, this guy had four – Catches, seven catches, six catches for 26, 69, and 60 yards. Let's stop acting like this was Taylor Swift. He's not been performing at a high level in, since the beginning of the season. Now, he had one or two incredible games in there when Taylor was in the crowd. And so I don't think he's distracted by Taylor. But there's something wrong. He looks like he's getting old. And now this receiving core is hurting. The defense is solid. The defense has looked really good until this Packers game. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little bit time to panic. You lose to this Bills team, uh, you know, it's real, real panic time for the Chiefs. I'd be nervous just about this offense, which is shocking to talk about hey, with man. Patrick Mahomes. They have the number one offense in the NFL last year. Now they're number 11 this year. The offense is falling off. Yeah. Give Pacheco the ball. Let right, You know, turn this team into a pounder, man. Pound it with Pacheco. Quit throwing to MVS and pound this ball. Throw short passes. Let Mahomes run a little bit. Throw Kelsey the ball underneath. Work this thing down the field a little less aggressively. Yeah. That's what I would do. Hey, next Sunday, it's up. Next up is Sunday at four. I mentioned it. The Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs favorite team money. Let's see if they can get it done. Let's go over to the NFC race. The 49ers have now won four in a row including last week's pasting of the Eagles, 42 to 19. Are they the Super Bowl favorite team money in your mind? I think they got to be at this point. You know, the yeah. Ravens have looked shaky. You know, they're getting wins, but barely. The Chiefs have lost more than they've won as of late. No one really trusts the Dolphins. And in the NFC, they've beaten the other top two teams in the Eagles and Dallas in resounding fashion. All right. And on top of that, I think they might run away with this one seed. They've won difficult game left, and that's versus Baltimore. They play Seattle, who they crushed already, Arizona, who they crushed already, and then Washington and L.A., and they already beat L.A. once. So I think that they're going to run away with the one seed here. And, they're yeah, I think they should be the overwhelming favorite. They look like a juggernaut when everyone's clicking on that team. It's another level. Brock Purdy, it looks like he can do enough to help this team get over the hump. He's clearly better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but the Niners as a team, Debo Samuel looks incredible. Uh, they just have so many weapons. That defense is all over the place. Uh, they should 100% be the Super Bowl favorite right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the here's the odds shift for the Super Bowl odds to win the uh, Super Bowl. 
beginning of the year, Kansas City number one, Buffalo number two, Cincinnati was three, tied with the Eagles and 49ers. So you got three AFC teams at the beginning of the year we thought would win the Super Bowl. Now it's the two NFC teams on top. The 49ers and Eagles, according to FanDuel, are the two favorites. So now the NFC has taken over the lead there for Super Bowl odds. Crazy, man. I mean, San Francisco, when they are clicking, looks incredible. Again, I I thought the Eagles game would be uh, more nip and tuck. You know, it, they clearly got outplayed. The Eagles, uh, you know, had some tough games. Jacksonville and, uh, you know, they were uh, – or not Jacksonville, sorry. Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, you know, and then they play San Francisco. That's a tough stretch, you know. And so I give them uh, some credit. They're still the one seed right now. They're still 10-2. and two. They look solid. But they've been winning too many close games, and this team came in off a of bye ready. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is if you're going to beat San Francisco, you got to get a lead early on them. We've talked about how Brock Purdy struggled to play from behind when the other teams know he has to pass and Christian McCaffrey's not as big of a threat. And that Kyle Shanahan, if you have a seven or nothing lead in the fourth quarter or seven or more lead in the fourth quarter has never won a game. So, I, I I think that's the way to beat this team. And unfortunately, San Francisco got up early and never looked back. Well, team money, you you know, you should you know pay an apology to my San Fran team and Brock Purdy because you were all over Brock Purdy several weeks ago. You were all over him. Now, team money, is he the NFL MVP? Is he gonna get it? Oh man, I mean, look, let me just say, I think Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy G. I he has proven. I thought Jimmy G was trash from day one, I and I called it. You're willing to admit he's horrible now, right? Like, we saw him on the Raiders. Just because your girl has a crush on him. I know. Like, Justine got me hating him early. But he sucks <laughs> on the Raiders. And he still might be leading the league in interception. He got benched in, like, week three. Um, but, no, he's better than Jimmy G. He's clearly a little diamond in the rough they found, man. I'm impressed with this guy. But let's is not act. NFL MVP. He is, is he not the favorite? MVP of the league, man. We're, we're having this discussion with Jimmy G. Like, is this guy a what? No, it's the Shanahan system, and it's all these weapons. Like, yeah, there are he, some weapons, man. He has it an all pro at every level. He has Debo and Ayuk, and then he has Kittle, and then he has McCaffrey. That's the best weapon system in the NFL by a mile. On top of that, he's got the best left tackle, maybe of our generation in Trent Williams. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. And on top of that, he can play freely because he knows he has the best defense in the NFL to back him up. So I just feel like he's not the MVP of his own team. I don't even think he'd be top five MVP of his own team. And so now we're going to talk about this guy where guys are running wide open. Two of his touchdowns he threw to Debo totaled, I think, six yards in passing yards. yards. And, <laughs> and Debo ran for 120 of them. You know, like he threw one a double screen where it was zero yards and then a uh, six-yard slant and Debo took them both to the house. Like, let's not act like this. I'm, I'm saying he can make good throws and I he's better than everyone thinks and might be the 10th best quarterback in the league. That's awesome. But he is not the NFL MVP. Like, let's wow. pump the brakes.
According to FanDuel, he is the favorite is. right now. He's favored. And Dak Prescott right there next to him. Dak, you know, going to see what he can do this weekend against Philly. And right behind Dak is Philly's quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So those are the three right now. But yeah. these guys have been kind of swapping position, the top, you know, six or seven, uh, based on what's happening. Look, my vote is Tyreek Hill. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, a lot of people like Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's certainly in the running for the top non-quarterback against, I mentioned to you, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey versus Tyreek Hill for the non-quarterback. What do you think of that? I think it's Tyreek Hill by a mile. McCaffrey's kind of fallen off the past few weeks. Yeah. His yards per That's carry. True. He hasn't scored as many touchdowns. Uh, That's true. Tyreek Hill is on pace to set the all-time receiving record, and he might do it in 16 games. He might not need 17 he clearly is a game breaker. He's one of the guys like, hey, Tua's having a great season. But let's not act like Tyreek Hill's not the best guy on that team, right? Tyreek Hill is the engine that makes that go. It, just like I'm saying, Brock Purdy is not the engine of that offense. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are. And all these guys running 30 yards wide open and the yards after catch. Tyreek Hill is MVP of his team. They're the one seed in the AFC right now, and he is explosive and unguardable. I you're setting records in the NFL. I think this guy yeah. should be the NFL MVP. All right. Well, next up for your buddy Brock Purdy and the 49ers, Sunday at four, hosting Seattle in San Francisco. Hey, let's get a shout out to our sponsor blue tees golf go to blueteesgolf.com find affordable high quality golf products before christmas y'all get out there and get it and enter code fshs you get a 10 percent discount on your full order hey let's go team money let's go over to that eagles team let's talk about jalen hurts we've been dancing around him so far this show they really took one on the chin from the 49ers and now they're projected to lose this week to the Cowboys, which really brings them back to the pack in the NFC. Are you worried about Philly at all? Uh, a little bit, and I kind of shared this in the past, that they've been winning a lot of close games. Now, they beat yeah. Dallas already, Kansas City, and Buffalo. They had a hard stretch. They beat Miami. Like, they've beaten top-level teams already. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I am impressed that they're able to win these close games, even though they've been close. The Niners, I think, just coming off a bye. They wanted revenge from the NFC Championship last year. I, you know, I don't think it's a blowout the next time they meet. But, I, I'm look, I am a little worried because they lose this game to Dallas, and all of a sudden you don't have home field, and, you know, th then you got to go to Seattle. You know, that's all, th that turns into a pretty damn big game. Uh, luckily, they finished with – uh, the Giants and then Arizona and then the Giants so that, you yeah. know, they can win those three games pretty easily. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's uh, – I'm too worried about them. Jalen Hurts is so composed. That team has weapons everywhere and just finds a way to win. Uh, and their defensive line is phenomenal. So I think they are still a contender. Clearly, they're 10-2. and two. I'm not too concerned. They were kind of due for a loss anyways. I mean, they had won five in a row before that. So I, I it's not a big deal to me. It's the NFL. People catch you off guard. You know, you, you're coming in hot. You're worn out. Uh, yeah, I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned. 
Yeah, they beat the Dol- in that five game stretch. They beat the Dolphins, they beat the Cowboys, beat the Chiefs, and beat the Bills. And now they've lost one. Everybody's panicking. Uh, so, what do you think about the Cowboys, Steve Money? Are you impressed with how the Cowboys are playing right now? And what do they have to do to get even better? Oh, wow. I mean, lucky for them, they've had a pretty easy schedule so far. You know, the, the likes of Carolina, New York, L.A., you know, and things like that. Um, but I am impressed. I mean, that Seattle win was impressive. It was finally a game where it was like, hey, it's nip and tuck. It's a shootout. Our defense isn't playing well. Can you come through in the clutch and win this game? And Dak Prescott did. All right. Dak Prescott threw for 300 yards. He didn't have a pick. Uh, you know, he played very well. And so I'm impressed. Three touchdowns. Like, that's the type of stuff you want to see from your quarterback when your defense doesn't have it. Guy puts up 41 versus a really good team. Seattle's not a, a crappy team at all. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is putting together good games versus teams that have a winning record. Unfortunately, Dallas hasn't won a game until Seattle uh, versus a team with a winning record. And so that's what they got to do. They need to go out. They haven't lost at home, so this is a big one versus the Eagles uh, and and prove to everybody that they're a serious team. They played well at Philly, but now they need to get a W under their belt, and I think then people will start taking them serious. But at, at the end of the day, I think we've said this, Gary. For the Cowboys, it's about the playoffs. You know, like the past three years, yeah. this year, I think the two, three years in a row now, they're going to win probably 12 games, which is really impressive. But we're sick of talking about them. Like, are you a contender? We don't know because of their underperformance in the playoffs and just getting murdered by the Niners every year. And so we'll see. You got you got to prove it to me uh, come January. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Cowboys. I'm impressed with them this year. Dak Prescott's playing well. I think he should be the leader for MVP at quarterback-wise, I believe. Um, but I, I got to see it in the playoffs. Yeah, let's see this run that they've got to go on here to – not only play the Eagles this week, but then the Bills and the Dolphins and the Lions after that. So they've yeah. got quite a run here. They, yeah, they really do. are working CD Lamb. CD is running that whole offense. They're, they're yeah. just not they're they're just throwing it to CD every single time. They got yeah, so many throws and targets. And if they're playing man to man, CD's winning. He beat yeah. Witherspoon. I thought Witherspoon would would give CD a little bit of a challenge there in seattle but he beat witherspoon like a punching bag i know cd was open uh he, the guy gets open if it's man to man they're throwing it to him and no one's stopping him yeah uh, this is a really focused team right now they got philly in the game of the week on sunday night football and dallas is favored even if they win it you're right team money they gotta bring it in the playoffs so hey let's move on now to our big bets Let's talk about some of these games, what we see happening, and what we're recommending for y'all. So let's get ready for the Big Bet segment of the show, everybody. Shifting gears, we're going to give you our best pick of the week, which is our lock pick, and then we'll give you a dog lock, which is an underdog play, and then we'll cover the player props, which you love, hey, man. We're on a roll, 69% against the spread Father, son, sports, bringing it to you this year. That includes accuracy against the spread on games, plus player prop bets. We were 4-0 and last week again on player props. Hey, let's go to our lock pick of the week. 
this week, starting off with T-Money. What do you got? All right. Uh, you know, I did have a different uh, lock, but Trevor Lawrence looks like he's hurt, so I am not going with the Jags anymore. My lock pick of the week, though, is the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. Philly coming off a loss here, not looking great late. Cowboys win at home. I think the Cowboys are going to surprise some people here, so I'm taking the Cowboys minus three versus the Eagles at AT&T Stadium. I think Dak Prescott, this is his MVP moment where he can take down Jalen Hurts and put a stamp on this season. Uh, I think this is a big-time game. Everyone's going to be watching. That's the big thing for the Cowboys is it's a big game, and the entire country will be watching the same game. I think this is a statement win for the Cowboys. So minus three. If you can get it to two and a half, that might feel better. So feel free to do that. Uh, but, yeah, two and a half if you can get that versus the Eagles. That would be my lock pick of the week. Okay, good pick, good pick. And let's go team money to Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. You know that spot well, being a former San Fran guy yourself. San Fran at home, Seattle coming into town. San Fran's tough at home, man. Teams come into San Fran and get their butts kicked. And their last 20 home games in San Fran, the 49ers, 16-4 and four against the spread. And 15 of those last 20 games, Team Money, they've won by at least 13 points. Also, seven of San Fran's nine wins this year have been by 18 or more points. So I'm not afraid of this 10-point spread here, Team Money. Give me San Fran at home on Sunday. I'll give you the 10 points for my lock pick of the week. And Team Money, I got a bonus pick for you. Another pick, similar kind of setting. And that's Miami at home against Tennessee. As that big, they have the big line. This is the Monday night matchup for y'all. Bonus Christmas pick for you. Second lock pick of the week. We got a doubleheader Monday night, everybody. Both of them are heavy favorites. One of them's Miami. The Dolphins are 18-6-2 against the spread in their last 26 games as a home favorite. They win at home, T-Money, and they're 6-1 against the spread as a favorite of more than seven points. All right, so they can cover this spread. They rank second in the NFL in points per game, T-Money. Second in the NFL at home, they score 39 points. While the Titans are almost last in the NFL per game, when they're on the road, they score just 12 points. 39 to 12? I think that covers team money. Give me Miami at home for my Christmas special dog lock pick of the week. Or, sorry, not dog lock, regular lock. Yeah, okay. I, I'll give you my five picks now as well. Um, uh, here's my dog lock uh, pick of the week. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to choose the one uh, for your spread analysis that you win. And no, that other one was the bonus, right? Uh, no, my dog lock pick of the week here. I'm going the Rams plus seven versus the Ravens. That's a lot of points in the NFL, man. And the Ravens, as of late, haven't looked as dominant as they were in the beginning of the season. They lost a game to Cleveland. Then they won a decent game, but versus a banged up Cincinnati team uh, where Browning was just coming into his own. Then they go and lose an odd, or win an odd game versus the Chargers. They scored 20, but 
these guys have just not looked the same as of late. And I like the Rams are on a three game win streak right now. They've scored 37 and 36 in their past two games. So the offense is clicking right now and they just beat an elite defense in Cleveland. So they're definitely not scared of an elite defense like the Ravens. Give me the Rams plus seven versus Baltimore. Okay, T Money, I love that pick so much. That's my dog log pick too. T Money, we got the same. We got the same. Pick. That's the bonus dog pick. Okay, pick. I see. I love that also to add what you said, man. There's supposed to be rain and wind in Baltimore on Sunday. That can make it sloppy, low scoring, and guess what? A Kyron Williams kind of running game. I like it too, man. And so let's go with that. Give me All a right. pick here. Well, then, if that's it, let's move to everyone's favorite betting segment, and that's G-Man's player prop of the week. He's hot. What you got for us, G? Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Eight and no, the last two weeks on player props. This week, I got at least three for you here. I got two guys I really like. First one's Dak Prescott. We talked about Dak. Dak has a lot of motivation in this game to win and win big. It's going to be high scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of points put up. Dak completed 29 of 41 last week for 299 and three touchdowns, and he added more on the ground. I like Dak here over 280 pass yards. Uh, the props are not out yet. It's Wednesday morning, so we don't have the props yet, but look for this yourself, you guys. Dak over 280, I think, is a lock. Over 24 completions, and look for touchdown passes, at least two touchdown passes for Dak. He's throwing at least two every single game. I think he's going to do it here again. Our second prop player prop guy I like, Joe Mixon. Mixon lit it up uh, in his last game, 68 yards on, on the ground, two touchdowns, 49 yards in receptions. The Bengals are going to move the ball against Indy this week. It's going to be 40 degrees and rainy. Short passes to Mixon. Mixon running the ball. He should go over 50 yards this week. Look for Rushing yards over 50, and I like his total yards from scrimmage, which should be around 70 yards for the prop. Go over that. That's the combined run and pass. Total yards from scrimmage. Look for those two for Joe Mixon, baby. All right. All right. I like it, G-Man. You're hot right now. 8-0 the last two weeks. Let's keep it going. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, T-Money. All right, let us move on to fantasy, man. Fantasy football, G-Man gets the bye in his league, sneaks past D-Money at the wire to get the bye. I hope you fantasy managers are winning, getting your buys, getting up, getting in your league and doing what you're doing. You got to compete, man. We're going to the playoffs of fantasy, and we're here to help you. Only two teams are on bye this week. That's in the NFC, Arizona and Washington. Other than that, you should have your full complement of weapons, all you fantasy managers. It's Wednesday right now, so keep with that in mind as we make our tips for you. Hey, one other tip to think about, all you fantasy managers, make sure you check the weather reports before you set your lineup. For example, on Sunday, did you know the over-under game for Cleveland-Jacksonville is currently at 30 points? Do you know why that is? 40 degrees, rain, and 20-mile-an-hour winds in Cleveland. It's looking like Two backup quarterbacks in Cleveland are going to be starting. So for that reason, watch out for wide receivers in a game like that, where you know it's going to be more running. Check the weather report, y'all. We got three games for you now, hot and cold. We got take a mistake with T-Money, and we got our DFS lineup for you. 
All right, let's go to hot and cold. G-Man's going to start with the hot. Who's my hot picks of the week? T-Money starting quarterback? I'm going with your friend out there at San Francisco, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy at home versus the Seahawks. I already mentioned to you that that's my pick of the week. Purdy threw for 314 last week and four touchdowns, T-Money. That's a lot of fantasy points. And you know what? He's only going for 6,500 on DraftKings. 6,500 bucks, way below all the top quarterbacks. Great value here. Seattle ranks 20th in the NFL against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Give me Brock Purdy, my upside quarterback, hot pick of the week. All right. All right. I like it. I'm going to stick in the same game for my cold quarterback of the week. And that's Geno Smith projected 15.4 versus San Francisco. They're the number four team in fantasy versus quarterbacks. This is a divisional opponent. They're favored by over 10 points. So they expect a blowout here. And the last time he played San Francisco, he only had 7.3 points. And that was only two weeks ago. So this is recent that they've played Geno Smith. So give me Geno Smith uh, as my cold QB of the week on the road in San Francisco. Oh, good one. Good one. I like that one. You know that. Hey, a running back this week, my hot running back, Joe Mixon. I already talked about him already. What he did on that Monday night football. He racked up 30 fantasy points, T-Money, as you know. Mixon knocked you out of the playoffs, man. <laughs> he is your kryptonite. Man, uh, Joe Mixon is your kryptonite. Hey, it was his first multi-touchdown game of the season. I think it keeps on going here. Uh, the Bengals are look like team money, like they were going to play Chase Brown a lot. The rookie Chase Brown was getting the ball a lot at the beginning, but you know what it turned out? 25 to 9. 25 touches Mixon, only 9 Chase Brown. I still think they're working Mixon. Great value on DraftKings at only 6100 bucks for Mixon. My upside running back hot pick of the week. All right. Mixon's hot. The Bengals looked good. But I'm going to move to the cold running back of the week here. And that's where he Mostert. All right, man. He Mostert has been killing it this year. Uh, he is running back two on the season. But. He's only projected for 10.5 versus Tennessee. Why is that? Well, they're number 11 versus the run, so they are a good uh, run defense. And on top of that, A-Chain is back in the lineup, and he is not being limited. Last week, he only had 12.1 points with A-Chain in the lineup, and that was because he had a touchdown. If he doesn't get a touchdown, this guy might not break seven points, let alone 10. I don't see the high-level upside that he used to have, putting up 30 points, 20 points, 15 points. Those games are long gone. This is a pass-first offense, an A-Chain first running backfield. So give me Raheem Moster as my cold running back of the week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I agree with you. That's the backfield split, and it favors A-chain. All right, let's go to wide receiver. I'm going to San Fran offense again. I think San Fran's going to put up the points. I'm going Debo here again, only because of the value. I'm looking for value here. Guys that will get a lot of points that are very inexpensive on DraftKings. He's only 6800 bucks on DraftKings versus the other big wide receivers. I think that's a great value. He has 22 fantasy points and 36 fantasy points the last two weeks, and he's only 6800 bucks. Give me Debo, my upside wide receiver hot pick of the week. All right, Debo's hot right now. I'm going to move to uh, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chris Godwin as my cold wide receiver of the week. He's projected for 12 points versus Atlanta, all right? And they are the fifth best defense in fantasy versus wide receivers. On top of that, Chris Godwin not having his best year, only the wide receiver 39 on the season, and he hasn't broken 10 fantasy points in his last five weeks straight. So he's not getting the looks. He's not putting up the numbers. Atlanta's already an elite wide receiver uh, defense and fantasy. Chris Godwin, my cold wide receiver of the week. Man, he has been cold, and they're really feeding Evans, though. They're throwing Evans the ball more than ever, and Godwin's getting nothing. I'd be so frustrated if I was him. Hey, let's move to take or mistake. I pick a player that had a big week last week. T-Money tells us whether we should take the bait this week on him or would that be a mistake? And this is a surprise, T-Money. I'm asking you this week about a team you know very well. It's the Bengals. And I want you to tell us about quarterback Jake Browning. Completed 86% of his passes for 354 and a touchdown while adding 22 yards and a rushing score in that overtime win against the Jags. He now has his receivers back. With T. Higgins back in the fold, he's fully loaded there, and he's got Mixon. And did you know, T-Money, that Jake Browning is the most decorated quarterback in the history of high school football Yeah, and led the Washington Huskies to the college football playoff? A lot of people don't know that. T-Money, is Jake Browning a take? I'm going to dash you here. As the fantasy started throughout the playoffs, or would that be a mistake? Uh, That would be a mistake to start this guy in the playoffs because he does play Pittsburgh and Kansas City still in the final two weeks of the playoffs, which are both top five defenses in the NFL. Uh, So I would stay away from him. Look, in the last three weeks, he's thrown three touchdowns. So, yes, he's putting up yards and he's adding a little bit with his legs here and there. But I don't think the touchdowns are going to be there. Uh, That Jacksonville game felt kind of fluky where they were – you know, Jacksonville came in light, not expecting them to put up a fight. Indianapolis is sneaky good. Minnesota's sneaky good. I think these next few weeks, like, sure, could he put up 15 fantasy points? I might rather have him than someone like Geno Smith this week. Yeah. But going into the playoffs, I would highly recommend looking for someone else. Like I said, Pittsburgh and then Kansas City. Those are two really difficult defenses to go up against, especially in fantasy. All right, T-Money, good, good job. There's going to be interesting to see what Browning does. I love his quote. I've won a lot of games. He acts like he's been there. Yeah, he has. All right, let's move on to DFS. Let's do it. Come on. All right, let's do the DFS lineup. Okay, G-Man's got a DFS lineup here for you. I'm going to stack some of these San Fran guys that I've been talking about. Got Purdy in at the quarterback. I've got McCaffrey in as my running back. I paid a lot of money for him. The guy's expensive, 9200 bucks, but I think he's going to go off, and that will pay off for you. I'm going to take a chance on McCaffrey here at a very high price. I got Debo in there at $6,800. Also adding a couple of the Bengals here. Joe Mixon, I mentioned, only 6100 bucks. This guy behind me, who thank you, Jamar Chase, for all you guys that won your fantasy game last week and got into the playoffs because of the guy behind me. Jamar Chase, you earned a spot on this DFS lineup, 7,600 bucks. And hey, got to play a player on that KC Buffalo Dallas Philly games. So I've got Jake Ferguson into the tight end for Dallas. I've got Watson in there. They're throwing the ball to him left and right for Kansas City, even though he cannot catch the ball team money. 
but I'm still going to put Watson in there as my wide receiver three because they're throwing him the ball every time he he runs out for a target. Yeah, they're throwing it to him. All right, hey, and I'll go with the Falcons defense against Tampa. Twenty nine hundred bucks to wrap it up there for my DFS team this week. All right, I like it, G man. Looking good. You're hot. That sounds great. Hey, that's it for today's show, everybody. Thank you, T Money. And thank you to our sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to blueteesgolf.com. Enter our code FSHS. Get a big discount, man. We hope you had fun. Got some tips. Got you ready for NFL Week 14. Father Son Sports loves bringing you the energy, man. On behalf of T Money, I'm G Man. See you next week. All right. Peace. <laughs>